Maybe I ought to eat your cornbread. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. What's good, everybody? This is another episode of Everything Tastes Good. I am Jay Penn. And I'm Rod. What's going on with you? How you been? Good. Everything is good. You don't sound too convinced that you oh that you're doing okay. I'm convinced about my own. Maybe you're not convinced about my life, but that's not my problem. That's your business. Oh, I see. We come with the attitude this week. Yes, not at all. No, I'm just being exactly honest. What it was. That's what it was. But it's fine. It's fine. What are you eating this week? I hope maybe your food got as much attitude as you do. Red beans and rice from one of my favorite restaurants here in Houston. And when I tell you this shit is bomb, it is amazing. Like. Um, I went there for the first time, maybe back in February, right before the pandemic, like really hit, hit. And I tried the red beans and rice along with other food, but it was suggested to put like this gravy in it. It's some Southern shit. I will be honest, but when I tell you it's so good and they got this jalapeno cornbread that they add to it. Anyone in the Houston area or deciding to visit Houston, please check out Orleans Seafood Kitchen. And Katie area, the food is delicious, and um, yeah, and it's called there, Orleans, probably. not New Orleans, right? It's just Orleans, uh huh, not New Orleans. I mean, the food is like New Orleans based, but you know, they just call it Orleans. Maybe somebody else got the other name. Not What's the so, price point for this shit? It's Texas, so everything is a little bit bigger. Um, so think medium for the Los Angeles area. It's like four dollars and something. So it's it's. The food here is reasonably priced. That's one thing I can say from transitioning from LA to Houston. The food is like priced correctly as to what I can remember coming from Illinois. So like when I left LA, eggs was like 99, no, they were like almost $4. And I got here, they were 99 cents. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Real yeah. prices for real people. There so. is no comparison with these prices because LA is in a whole different league and Houston is actually conducive to living a a life. Building a life, having mm-hmm. a family. Yeah. So yeah. What about you? What's on the menu tonight? Um, I got a vegan burger from this spot called Nomu. Um, it recently opened up in. Mm, it's kind of WeHo adjacent, so it's on Melrose. Um, they opened mm-hmm. up during the pandemic. I think that they had started trying to get the restaurant open right before that, but then when this happened, it kind of delayed shit. So they probably opened up about four and a half weeks ago. Um. So and my fat ass reopen? No, so they were building. They were projected to open um, in oh, April, then and then they had to exactly. Um, mm. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably visit it during the week that they opened, and I've been back. I think it's my third time back. Um, oh, yeah, some fat shit. But no, it's really good food, and I'm not one to really praise vegan dishes because I feel like everybody doesn't really know how to make them. Um, and they always try to make them in a way where it mocks actual meat and it's usually a fail, but this is really fucking good. So I got the double cheeseburger meal, um, that comes, (laughs) yes, yes, meal, sure did. Who the fuck getting a burger with no fries? Cheeseburger vegan meal. Um, now I thought, then correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm I'm wrong at least once a day, Mm -hmm. that the vegan lifestyle was to promote a more healthier lifestyle, not to mimic behaviors that you have when you're you know a meat connoisseur 
And how is this not healthy? And that's your business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but so it, it comes with fries and then this really um, good avocado slash ranch sauce um, that's non-dairy. Um, so it's all good. Now, I don't know how good it is for you, but I know it ain't no damn meat. Like, I ain't looked up the nutritional facts and the values and shit, but... Because it don't matter? Do it, do it taste good? It tastes amazing, actually. Does it um, feel good? It feels great. I don't feel bloated afterwards. Well, it's good. And it is well. Mm. So you going to sum up my food for me? I mean, basically, that's uh, that's the test. The, the, the test in the fruit of the spirit. Does it feel good? <laughs> Does it taste good? <laughs> well, it's good. So as far as the taste, because I I thought that this was my turn to talk about my food. Um, uh oh, <laughs> the taste is really good. It, I wouldn't say it replicates meat, but it definitely has a savory taste to it. The both of the okay. patties are filling, so you don't feel like you still want food afterwards. It doesn't have that weird ass aftertaste that most vegan food has. Ooh, that uh, soybean shit. Dude. Exactly, like them Boca burgers that come in the that box. That tofu and, shit. Mm-hmm. It tastes like cardboard. The tofu tastes like cardboard to me. I'm not. I'm not a tofu hmm. guy. It just don't work. And yeah, no. for those who out there love tofu, remember everything tastes good to somebody. But for me and my taste buds, right? <laughs> um, it don't work like that. And taste buds change, right? And then, taste buds change. On top of that, tofu is just not so from what I heard, tofu is not great for men to have in, in excess because right. it's high in estrogen. So before you know it, you got titties and you're starting to PMS because you've had too much tofu. I'm being extremely dramatic right now, what? but this is what I see in my mind when I hear somebody say now, high estrogen levels. What if you got titties <laughs> already? You haven't been eating tofu. <laughs> <laughs> then that's something that between you and your, your nutritionist that y'all need to discuss. Oh, okay. What if you got titties? You ain't been eating tofu and you don't have a nutritionist. Then what? <laughs> you need to get your ass on the pavement and get to running them titties off. <laughs> but for the purpose of this Big here conversation. Jump with it. <laughs> um, so wait, what else is on the like give the people some additional menu options for like what's at Orleans besides these epic red beans and rice that you are devouring as we speak? Well, I mean this is a seafood place so you're going to have all of your seafood options you got your shrimp you got your crab you got you know the whole nine so anything that you can think of when it comes to that southern comfort eating uh that's generally what you're going to find at these type of restaurants i mean there's just no differentiating amongst you know those places but as far as taste oh baby that always that always tells the tale and this this place it tastes good it definitely tastes well from what from the food that i've consumed and from the people that i've gone with they i've never heard anyone say they did not enjoy the food so, so there's a slew of options available for the peoples a whole slew okay um well we ain't got no slew at no move it's two <laughs> options on the menu right now <laughs> um actually three i'm sorry you can get a single you can get a double, or you can oh. get a vegan uh, Nashville hot chicken. I've no had moo, that no yet. slew. Okay, Listen, no <laughs> moo, no slew. Um, <laughs> but I haven't had the Nashville hot chicken yet, just because I'm the kind of person. Once I find something that works for me, I keep going after that. One day I'm gonna get brave enough to try something else. But I think a part of me does not want to be disappointed if it ain't good. Like y'all, y'all gotta with this fluke of the burger being good. But if this chicken patty, is it Nashville hot? I never know anything. Hot. I mean, if you would have told me. Uh, you know, Jamaican hot, you know, uh, Ecuadorian hot, Not you Ecuadorian, know, I, no. give me hot places, <laughs> you know, give me hot places with hot food, you know, I'm like, ooh, shit, that might be hot. You ain't never but had a Nashville hot sandwich? 
I'm, I've heard of people eating them, but I just have never tasted it. One, I don't do well with hot food. Yeah. I get to sweat and shit. This whole thing story. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's some shit. No, I've never really. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's some foods that you can only eat at home, and you know those foods for you at this age. <laughs> yeah, your taste buds change as you age too. So I don't, I don't know if hot food has gotten worse or better for you as you've gotten older. But I know, for example, like there are foods that I hated as a child, like mm, cucumbers, and I hated uh, apples, which I still hate. That has not changed for me. But certain foods that I've hated as a child, I don't hate now. Mm. Um, cucumbers being one of them, like I, I can definitely consume those on a salad for sure. Uh, tomatoes, I love now too. Uh, what else? Hmm. I ain't used to fuck with broccoli like that, nor okra, but same. I hated. Let me tell you, you never had okra. No, I said I hated okra, so I can I can resonate oh. with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now my friend Tasha, this woman was the woman who she brought cabbage to life. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does one never, bring cabbage to life? I don't know, Miss Tasha. If you are out there listening to me, please tell the people what you have done to bring life to cabbage. <laughs> this woman cooked cabbage in such a way with the smoked turkey tails and the whole, I mean, she cooked it like she was right there in Wadahoochee, Mississippi, okay? (laughs) Wadahoochee in Mississippi, that's the question. But (laughs) the food was like, she is the one who turned me on to cabbage. So I had to literally ask her friend, can I please have the cabbage recipe? And I would only make cabbage the way that she made cabbage and that's even till this very day so sometimes it takes someone cooking things properly that's true even though you know it's just like okay i might not like that because i never liked it but i'll give it a chance if they know what they're doing give it a shot give it a because some folks really know how to work with some food i'm not one of those folks don't let me be that person for you but um so <laughs> what does she put in her cabbage that don't that other people don't necessarily gravitate to? Oh, oh, um you know you have those recipes where you don't supposed to tell nobody. Uh-huh. This is one of those recipes where you don't supposed to tell nobody. So now I got so, a question for you. Why in the hell would you bring it up if we can't know? <laughs> what the fuck good is that doing us? If we can't go to Bella No Chase. If we can't get the recipe, <laughs> Sasha, why why are you giving it out to him? It's just a connection. Uh, so this is just one of those recipes that you will have access to other recipes. But there's just some things like my mom Italian beef. You will never get the recipe to. You can chew, but you cannot know. <laughs> <laughs> and it will not be released, okay? No. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Got it. I. I think cabbage, cabbage is cool. I think it really does depend on who makes it, and I think that is one of those things that also takes you having a certain acquired taste as you get older. Because as a kid, yeah, I didn't really fuck with vegetables either. I think my extent of vegetables was broccoli. I hated carrots. Mm-hmm. Um. Hated. Oh my god. I hated Brussels sprouts. That was probably the worst thing I ever had in my life. What the fuck was you eating? Chips Mm-mm. and cheese. See, that's the Chicago shit. No. 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 You no. was eating chips and cheese and taffy. That's Chips and cheese on. and taffy. <laughs> That's what the fuck y'all was eating down there in bum fuck nowhere. Don't put that shit off on us. <laughs> um, y'all may not know nothing in them books, but you know that them chips with cheese better have some seasoning on it. Uh, <laughs> but no, I find it interesting how your, your taste buds definitely change. And I don't even know if you can necessarily say that they change because after doing a little bit of research, 
Um, it seems like it's not your taste buds that <laughs> it seems like it's not your taste buds that change, but it's your mindset that changes. Um, and mm. so when your mind is open to expanding and trying new things for your palate, um, hello, saints. As a man think it's so is he? Go okay. ahead. Um, your taste buds kind of open up and allow you to enjoy more things, and so don't look at it as a. <laughs> I'm not doing it. When you open up, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not, and you're ready to enjoy won't. more things, <laughs> and won't. Your taste change. I didn't know that I liked that until you, mm. until I tried it. Yep. <laughs> so when you open your mind, okay, uh, possibilities ensue. Another fun fact that I found out while doing my research was that. As you get older, your taste buds die off. So everybody starts with about 10,000 taste buds that have different receptors for what you eat. And as you get older, that probably drops down to about 5,000 by the time you're 60. And when you have less, for some reason, the ones that you are left with are intensified. So things taste, um, your taste heightens. So I guess by 60, which is about, you know, 50 years off for me, um, I'll get to experience food in a whole different way. So I'm I'm not mad at it. One second. Hold on. This your graduation because you done went back and got a motherfucking biology degree, okay? Listen, <laughs> when you spend seventy thousand dollars on a fucking degree, you learn how to put your research to use, to good use, and okay? that was just good for undergrad use. and with interest tacked on. So, mm. yeah, I hate her interest. Oh my gosh, I hate. Her. But you know, it only seems like it's with that school shit that she ever really matters. You got interest on the car and all that, you can pay that off. You got interest on the mortgage, you can pay that off. But when it comes to miseducation, mm-hmm. baby, that's a whole nother beast. She never will you ever Listen, get rid of me. I wish I could drop that bitch off like my taste buds drop off after a certain age because I don't. You actually know. can have my degree back. I don't really think that I use that motherfucking. I know, you for know a I, fact. I ain't got the full use out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mail it to you today. <laughs> and since we're talking about giving shit back and dropping things off, um, I guess a nice way to relate everything is kind of like, what are some things in your life that have changed due to your taste changing? So this is not necessarily due to your taste buzz, but just your your personal taste in life. How's that affected? Um, I guess the people that you bring into your life or the friendships that you've cultivated. Um, yeah. So we're just looking at the change in your idea of what you want your life to be mm-hmm. from what period to what period. We're looking at like young adulting to now or. Let's see. You in your early 30s now. So. Wait a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you, you gone too far. Uh, you crossed the line. Ain't you a number? So man? let's try that again. Um, how things changed Um, truly for me the the biggest change that I see is how I view the actions of others Mm. I do not take them as personally as I used to my favorite thing to say at this point in time is people gonna be people that means (laughs) that shit that you see it has never changed okay Mm -hmm. if for all my super saints out there there is nothing new under the sun Okay. On, Everything that these niggas been doing, oh, they been doing. Now, how you gonna put saints and niggas in the same <laughs> in the same breath? <laughs> because we fall down <laughs> and we get back up. Uh-huh. <laughs> you was doing nigga shit, and now you over here doing Christian like shit, and now you got it together. But that's part of the process. So these people understand me. You know, we speak both languages: the sinner and the saint. That's the that's the beauty of the lesson. <laughs> but. Um, 
it helps me understand how to process my process, if that makes any sense. I would kind of base my actions off of the actions of others, but I've learned I don't know what you do. I have to stay true to who I am as a person in mm-hmm. order for me to reap the benefits of whatever life has to offer me. Shit going to be hard for everybody at some point, but I cannot adjust to your temperature and expect for my life to still, you know, play out um, to the best uh, that it can. I realized it's not one particular person. It's people. People are going to be people and you have to handle yourself accordingly and be mindful of the actions of others and say, all right, now I see who you are. I will make it my business to move away or move with based on those actions, but stay true to yourself. So that was, that, that's just been my, my biggest thing. What about you? What is, how has your taste changed in a sense? I think my taste and desire for peace in my life has changed. Ooh. Um, and so I don't think I, I know, I, I not even, I don't think, I know I did not know what peace was until I finally had it. And so now that I have it, it's not something that I'm willing to compromise for friendships, for relationships, for shit, even family members. Um, so off, I'm not cutting off nobody. No, okay, go ahead. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm just saying like my piece is, um, it's of the utmost importance at this point. And so I think, um, being able to identify that has allowed for my taste in the people that I bring into my life or who I keep at arm's length. Um, yeah, my taste for people has changed due to my recognition of my need for peace. Um, so I still have, I still have friends that I've had for a long ass time. Um, but I know how to categorize them into my life. Like, okay, this person is good for kicking it. This person is good for if I truly need advice, if I need, you know, just a shoulder to lean on, or if I just need somebody to listen. And so I think aside from cutting people out of your life, I think it's just important to know how to bucket people in your life. So you start categorizing friendships and relationships and you'll better understand how to move with people or move without them. And if you truly don't even feel like it's necessary to categorize them and it's just better to cut them out, shit, do that too. It's all about peace. I do that. I learned that when I was growing up, I thought of friendship as a child. You know, when the kids say this is my friend, I mean, they mean that shit wholeheartedly. Like, Mm -hmm. this is my friend. But as an adult, I learned people can only be a friend to the capacity at which they can comply. Right. Mm -hmm. So if this friend is good for seeking information and, you know, delivering that information, then I appreciate that friendship that I have with them. If I have a friend when I'm feeling down and, you know, I need some comfort and they have that, I appreciate them. I really just, uh, I've learned to appreciate people where they are instead of expecting for them to be a all encompassing friend, because there are some, there are, there are, and there are very, very few. And so with those people, you have to know the difference between, you know, that uh, what they say, the associate and the confidant and all mm-hmm. these, you know, these different category categories of people. And uh, I have very few people who, if I asked for their last dollar, they would give it. But that comes with them being that person themselves outside of expectation. People have to have that inside of them. So, yeah. 
that's been a hell of a process that's been a hell of a process but it also comes with my knowledge changing right and my taste for knowledge changing as well like the knowledge that i want to seek out in life the things that i want to learn about the things that i want to know about i think recently i've come to the point where i'm low-key tired of being in spaces where it's about other people in a sense where oh, that person has on this, or this is going on in their life. Mm-hmm. I never was that person to begin with, but I don't even want to be around or converse with people that focus on what's wrong or what's going on in someone else's life. And they get excited about that stuff because to me, it doesn't bring any positive energy to me and none of that shit pays my bills. <laughs> so it's like, I tell people now, live your life, whatever life you have chosen for yourself, that is your own life. And I appreciate the life that you are living and you're going to have to do that because I can't live it for you. I can't make you happy and you're going to have to decide to be happy. Whatever that looks like, whoever that's with, that's your that, that's your business, as Miss uh, Tabitha would say. <laughs> Come on, Tabby. Um, I love her. I love her. I love <laughs> her. And she said, and that's your business. The, and that's the truth. That is that is the truth. Has your ch- taste and knowledge changed as far as like the type of information you're now seeking out? Because I'm done with the negative shit. Yeah, I think for me it's not even. I, I completely resonate with you on the on the negative. I'm sorry, on the negativity portion of it. I think my actual knowledge, mm-hmm. um, what I seek for, my knowledge has changed from the perspective of I never really used to um seek worldly news or like really dive into politics like that and i think that that changed drastically with our current state of the world and i felt the desire and need to do it more than i've ever done before and i also felt some kind of way about the fact when i was old enough to vote that was my first time voting was for obama and i voted for obama on the foundation of obama's black and Obama is for the people. I didn't really know what his um, policies were. I didn't know what Obama really stood for. And to be honest, at 18, that didn't really matter to me. Um, you, you're just like 86% of the current voters. That's probably 18, you know? Exactly. So, so I wanted to make sure that this time around that I was fully in tuned um, into the candidates and know what the ones that I, I support stand for before I just go out and vote for them just to say, oh, I did what the popular thing was to do so how do you feel then about the information that came out today yes um (laughs) i feel hmm, how do i say this without putting my foot in my mouth um i feel like it was a smart move for biden to make kamala his running mate um it speaks to a certain demographic that he's trying to attain um I think Kamala is a extremely smart woman, but I to this day I still don't feel like Kamala really voiced anything new within her her race for president for the presidency. Um, I feel like she was one of those get along go along girls that mm. kind of said everything that she anticipated people wanted to hear her say, um, but I don't think she stood out with um, any unique beliefs or or movements that isn't to say that she can't adapt and and come up with some you know in the near future but when i was uh when she was still in the race i just i wasn't moved mm. we shall not be moved how do you feel about her and and oh i don't fuck with her oof, but um, just flat out i don't <laughs> fuck with her she was never a pick for me um and it's nothing 
against black women. It's nothing that, you know, that's, that's not the story. Um, it's just some things that I've never been interested in regarding Miss Harris and her treatment of black men when she was in one of her former positions. Um, I just don't feel like she really gave a damn about us. But I'm not going to get go into depth about that because that's not what we're here for. We're not here for Miss Harris. She is now the pick. Okay, can't do nothing about that, no matter how I feel about it at this point. And baby, y'all gonna have to get out there and vote for who you believe is the best candidate. So your vote, your voice, your business. Okay. Um, but okay, I knew it was going to be a black woman who I wanted was Miss Rice. That chick is bad, and she has years of foreign policy experience, which you want your vice president to be very well in tuned with foreign relations. Mm -hmm. I don't know the experience that Ms. Harris has with that. I'm not saying that she cannot acquire it. I think she's smart enough to be able to, you know, play the role. But uh, I think that the other option personally might have been a better option. And I believe Camilla may have played a better role in the Supreme Court, because the truth is, if we believe we as a people, not we individually, believe she's so impactful then or can be so impactful then why not put her in a position that's a lifelong position because we have no black female supreme court justices and i believe that might have been a more beneficial role for her now don't get me wrong she's not the only black woman that probably could do the job 1000 percent sure no. but would i say she would have been a good pick for that and probably a better pick for that position sure this role only lasts four years that's it so I'm thinking of true results. You know, these are decisions that are made at the highest level. And that's what has the most lasting impact to me. Is but, she the best woman? No. Is she the woman that was going to get the most media coverage? For sure. Was she a familiar face that we had already seen and kind of grown accustomed to? If Absolutely. we're going to talk about the best woman, let's be real about it. Elizabeth Warren oh, was the hell best yeah. woman. Absolutely. Like, if he was going to pick she, a woman just for the sake of picking a woman, it should have been Elizabeth. Elizabeth should have played the role with Bernie Sanders months ago because that would have made the difference. If she would have stuck with Bernie months ago and they rode that thing together, mm. baby, nobody could have did nothing about that. But because she was teeter-tottering on the fence trying to figure out who should I go with the DNC party? Because Bernie is not pro DNC, but he's not anti either. He is, I'm here to do a job. I'm here to make sure that the people have a voice. I'm here to make sure that shit gets done appropriately, where everybody is a winner and not 1%. And she was just kind of scared of how to play her political, you know, game. In a sense, I get it, but when you're that far in, you just got to throw all, throw all the fucking eggs in the basket and say, all right, look, this is where we at. We're going to deal with what we deal with. I think Bernie wanted a, a running mate that would truly be a sidekick for him and not somebody that was going to challenge him um, as far as, you know, um, pushing their own beliefs and, and their own not policy. So if that's what he wanted, then he made the exact right choice because I feel like Elizabeth Warren is way too strong of mind to just go with the flow of everything Bernie was going. I have to disagree. I don't think really? Bernie, that's what Bernie was looking for. No. Interesting. Um, going to Bernie rallies, right? You mm -hmm. know, active. Not Bernie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say Biden. Biden. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Biden wanted. Right. <laughs> Biden wanted yeah. somebody who's going to be his sidekick and not his uh, his challenger. 
Oh, oh yes. Biden had to make sure that whoever he chose was in alignment with DNC. Mm -hmm. That has been the biggest thing. The Democratic National Convention is like a fucking mob. Okay. Um, Politics is like a mob. And we'll stop there. (laughs) Um, But they needed to make sure that Biden's principles were aligned with what they wanted. That's why he then became the front runner. We know damn well ain't nobody won the first three states and then lost the Democratic nomination. That was just, okay, let's move past that. But, because that is going to give me, you know, a razzle-dazzle, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but Biden needs to make sure that he chose someone that was still uh, in alignment with billionaire ideologies, which this is Miss Harris. This is what she does. You know, she goes along with the get-along, and then she apologizes later. But that's just my personal <laughs> opinion. Everyone got their own, it's, you know, it's, it's your business. But... This is what we have now. Again, I can say as much as I want. We can talk about it as much as we want. There's no changing who these people have chosen. Um, and we're, if, if these two make it and they, you know, win the election, mm-hmm. uh, we'll have four years of mediocrity. So. Which is, I guess is better than the past four years we've had where we've been at our lowest Can we point. say better? Can we say better? Um, when you compare I mean, anything to Donald Trump, yes, you can say better. I can't say better. I'm going to tell you what. Do I agree with Trump? Not in the slightest, okay? I do not think this man was good for business. And I literally mean that as a person of business with degrees in business, right? Um, this man, why would you ever choose someone who has gone bankrupt multiple times to manage the idea of finances for a country, thinking that he's going to get us out of debt. What are we doing? Because you know that that, that was nonsensical to begin with. <laughs> That's what the fuck that was. Basically, said, oh y'all niggas want to be niggas. <laughs> he was the Jim Crow, right? This is the living proof of Jim Crow after slavery, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you niggas got free. Now we give you Trump. Um. But that whole Trump thing, I don't think he he was a good guy. I don't think he is a good guy. What I do think about this man is that he allowed people who had been harboring negative feelings to be more openly expressive, mm-hmm. which the my truth is this. People say what they want to say. In order for anything to be expelled, it have to be exposed. You can't hide things hoping to erase them. Um, do I trust Trump or anybody like Trump? Or, hell no. <laughs> Whether it's on hell no to the no no to the no no. America is literally the poster child for throwing the rock and hiding the hand. Let freedom ring, Joe. Yeah, I, I guess so. It didn't ring. I'm ready for this <laughs> shit to shut the fuck up now. Ring, ring, <laughs> but speaking ring. of controversial it, things, Cardi B released her new single this week, which is an acronym. Cover the baby's ears well, now. Why? Cover the baby's what ears. Put him to bed. It. <laughs> who said that? What do you mean? Uh, wet ass pussy. Now your phone, your microphone broke up. Say it again. Oh, okay. <clears throat> wet ass pussy. That's a nasty ass tongue. <laughs> Um, And it's featuring Megan Thee Stallion And at its premiere on Friday It was met with a lot A lot of criticism from Women From 
<laughs> child, that's a whole another conversation in itself. Okay. Um, okay. but mostly for its message and its derogatory way of, um, <laughs> I guess of pushing female empowerment. Because in Cardi's mind, she said, <laughs> in Cardi's mind, she feels like telling a woman she's a bad bitch that she has the baddest body parts is her version of female empowerment while other women feel like it's an expose that they don't want to be a part of and um it goes beyond just women feeling that way even their peers within the industry like CeeLo was his opinion that Nikki, Cardi and Megan are all um coming across as extremely desperate just pushing this envelope on sexuality and I kind of wanted to talk about that and see what you thought about it, because that kind of ties into the whole taste thing. We discussed our taste in food, our our taste in life. So now this kind of goes into your taste in music. And if this is a taste of yours, is that wrong to have that taste in music? Let's talk about taste. Let's let's just talk about taste. All right. Now, I'm going to read you some words. <laughs> and now, are these I lyrics from WAP? <laughs> let's play. Let's play a game. Let's play. Dun, da, da, da. Cue the fucking music. We're going to play what song is that and from what year, okay? Mm-hmm. Picture this. I'm in my bed. Body's hot. <laughs> soaking wet, wet. Thinking about the things I want to do. Okay. I'm open wide when it comes to freaking you. Hey. Imagine me, wet as can be, between my legs, you're tasting me. Name that song. That will be Adina Howard uh, T-shirt and panties for three hundred, Alex. Ring, ring. Nineteen ninety-eight. Okay, we're talking about over twenty years ago. Yeah. The things that these women are doing is nothing new. Is nothing new. No, it's nothing women new. Women have been I talking think... <laughs> about things like this for a long time. Believe it or not, I'm just going to let me. <laughs> have had vaginas for a very long time for those people who didn't know and so it's okay for them to discuss things that they feel about their but jj mm-hmm. um that's their business i think that's it's just all business. in the execution of it because if you're gonna be real and i'm sure she ain't the first one that did it but donna summers was a nasty girl she literally had a song called nasty come on and <laughs> while it was fun disco-ish mu- music like she pushed the envelope. Then came Madonna pushing the envelope. Then came yes. fucking, I'm sure this is not the next one in line, but I'm just going off the top of my head, Lil' Kim. And then so many women led the conversation of pushing the envelope on sex. Um, but I do think it's all in the execution of it. And it does but you know, seem such like. A women to talk about sex because women are supposed to be these holy of invi- Can you play the holy music right now in the background? Mm-hmm. Cue the strings. Holier, <laughs> holier than thou. Creatures of the world, they're supposed to hold poise and elegance, and they don't supposed to say such words as pussy, coochie, (laughs) inner pocketbook. Inner pocketbook. (laughs) Listen, I can't be mad at Cardi for talking about what she wants to talk about because I know how dirty my mouth can be, and I'm in no position to tell nobody what the fuck they should or should not be saying. Well, how dirty can it be? What you doing with your mouth? That's my motherfucking business. Mm -mm. (laughs) You ain't finna air me out on air. Um, <laughs> now I'm not gonna say it wasn't a bit jarring to hear Cardi say she wanted a nigga to push that little dangly thing in the back of her throat. That I, that was like, huh, okay. But I ain't the mad way at that it. She described it is very 
provocative, okay? Unfiltered. She talks about things as that she experienced them. I love Cardi B, but do we want to talk about the truth? She ain't the most intelligent person in the world, but she does what she do very well. Mm -hmm. So Cardi explained things the way that she understands them. So Cardi doesn't know that we're talking about the uvula. Right. Okay. So let me say that the uvula, uvula, say it again. The uvula. Luby, uvula. Nope. Uvula. Let, let, let's, let's Google it. Pull up the Google. Uvula. Hey, Siri, spell uvula. Uvula. I got it. Yeah. Okay. So Cardi doesn't know that she's talking about the uvula, right? For her, it's the dangly thing in the back of the throat. Right. Let that be the dangly thing. For us, it's raw. It's like, ah. Uh, she didn't say gluteus maximus. Listen, we all she grown said ass, that fat, we all grown ass millennials. And I'm sure a few of us, millennials. a few of us have had a few things in the back of our throats. Okay. Now tell your story. Tell your no, story. I'm not going to tell my story now, sugar. We're going we gonna to stick to the script. And I'm just saying that to say we didn't all have done some things in our day. You know, and it's so crazy. When I tell people that I'm a virgin, okay? I've never. Bye. I'm signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Clock off on me. Clock off on me, baby. <laughs> um, go ahead. Back to your story. You creating this image for us. Go ahead. <laughs> Picture it. Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got on no, no but bro. seriously, she's explaining bro. things the way that she understands them. So can we be mad at her for doing that? Heavens no. This is this is the way that you know she processes her information. Um, is it nasty as fuck? Love it. Love it as an adult. Love it. Is it something I would want children to listen to? By far, no. You know, would I even want my my niece, who's an adult, uh, you know, fresh adult, 18, listening to this type of music? No. But I know what I was listening to. Mm -hmm. I will go back and listen to songs that I was singing in the 90s. And I'm like, oh, that's what that meant. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 okay. You know, because that pretty Sweat Ricky said some shit. You know, <laughs> you said what? Said listening to that damn pretty Ricky. That was in the thousands. I was in, at that time. I was a bit mature. I was in high school in that t at that time when Pretty Ricky came out. You were what? Eighth, fourth grade, fifth grade. Oh, almost. You were singing. Oof. <laughs> See, thank you, Father, for the control of the tongue, because there were some <laughs> Listen, things. Listen, because that that sword of the tongue it will lash out and it'll get you. It'll get you. Now, the time. the dangly thing in the back of my throat was going to say something, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna keep it cute and cordial. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, no, I was not in fourth grade. Actually, I was a freshman in high school when they came out, and uh, I was saying that to say, "Pretty Ricky." They pushed the envelope too, but it's always more acceptable for men because men have a history of just being who the fuck they want to be, and nobody questions them questions them about it. Because you have to look at it from two different angles. I was watching um, Red Table Talk, and. Um, what's her name? Jada brought on their therapist and she was saying that you have to look at how people experience sex and how they experience love. Men were always afforded the ability to openly discuss sex, but men use sex to get to love. Mm -hmm. Women were always pushed to um, look at the more emotional aspect of things and be more emotionally expressive, but hiding their uh, promiscuity regarding sexual interaction. So women had to use emotions to get to sex. And so you have two people using two different things to try to have a similar conversation, which is companionship, mm -hmm. right? And unity and oneness. And that's how I look at 
society when the idea of one group of people being able to be openly expressive about something that is pretty similar to another group, but not in the same manner. But at some point, right, mm -hmm. we can have the same conversation, but we just can't talk about it in the same way. Oh, no. So, There's always been a shitty ass double standard, and it goes back as far as shit. The, <laughs> the Scarlet Letter, which came out in 1850, which was all about a woman who wanted to try out her versatility in sexuality. And they besmirched this woman with a scarlet A on her for being a hoe. Besmirched. Besmirched. Her name was Hester Prynne. I, you know, sometimes I feel like Hester Prynne. You look like that bitch. I, I was going to tell you yesterday no, when I saw her. <laughs> Hold the phone. <laughs> Hester. Pull it on back. JP and not Hester Wrong Prynne. Road. It was so Wrong similar. Wrong road. <laughs> Wrong road. I love me some Portia. Wrong road. Portia's I will virtually fuck you up. Um, <laughs> keep it cute now. But no, saying all that to say, I, I think my taste in music is just wide enough to be able to appreciate all kinds of shit and so i even love the open ratchet shit you said what i said you saying your taste in music is wide enough i said open on up <laughs> <laughs> i can appreciate all kinds of music from the anita bakers to the cardi b's of the world anita. it's all a spectrum and wherever you want to fall at on it as a fan or as a creator i think you should be allowed to do that now i will say I... don't get stuck in one zone where all you doing is talking about pussy popping and finger licking now there are other things to talk about but <laughs> But I think you should be allowed to express yourself because that's what art is about, freedom of expression. Express yourself. Mm -hmm. Not until the fuck I I'm agree. Say. <laughs> and that's it. And that's um, it. I have an artist of the day, right? Mm -hmm. I don't really have a favorite artist. One day is John Legend. One day is Beyonce. Mm -hmm. One day is Jay Howe. Who? I think his name is Joe. Joe Howe. I can't. I'm going to get these people together. <laughs> Um, I mean, some days it's Jaden Smith. I feel like an icon. Um, it's been Sierra. It's however I feel that day. Some days is 100% gospel. And uh, I feel like I ain't never committed a sin in my life. <laughs> We're blessed in the city. <laughs> you know, all is forgiven. Mm -hmm. And it was good. But it's just how I feel in that moment. So... You know, my palette for music just depends on, you know, the day. Each day brings new feelings, new emotions. It's like getting out of the bed and rolling over and saying, hey, this is what I'm on today. This is this is my vibe for today. I'll rock it most of the day until I get really tired and sleepy. And then I kind of like just let everything go. But my I know my taste in music has definitely changed in my high school years. I feel like I was going through some shit. We was all going through some I shit. I was in high really school. into Evanescence <laughs> and I was, you know, same Nickelback, that, Green Day, all them. Yes, yes. When you when you listen to them artists and they're great artists, you going through some shit. Something wrong. Some some like something ain't right. You know. <laughs> and so I had that moment, you know, and I wake me up inside. Yes. I was like shit. Um, but then I got to college and, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I, I can fucks with other, other music. I felt I was able to express more things about myself at that time period, but it just depends on where you are in life and in any moment. So each day is a new fave for me and that's just, that's just kind of how it is. So yeah. I don't think there's a such thing as a bad taste in music, right? I don't think that there is like, oh, wait a minute, I ain't gonna lie. Um, that heavy metal shit. 
Yeah, I can't. I can't. I won't. I don't subscribe. I don't sponsor it. I don't feature it. I first need to know what is happening. Some demonic like, ass I... shit that I ain't been a part of. <laughs> it sounds like they are conjuring Satan, and I ain't got time for it. It is. I've never really listened to a full song to even have a full experience. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a lot. And for those who like it, again, everything tastes good to somebody who <laughs> want to taste it. Uh, that's just not me. And I appreciate y'all. So I guess the like- synopsis of all this is that whatever your taste is, you aren't necessarily wrong in what excites you or what tastes good or feels good to you well that's not true because everything that feel good ain't good Uh uh-uh i'm telling you okay so i'll take that back i'm a living legend listen (laughs) in regards to my taste i think that i'm 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 where i'm supposed to be i suggest everybody else get on the same accord and get where you need to be on your taste um Mm -hmm. speaking of taste what you plan on tasting next week as far as food as far as food all right guys check this out look we finna eat together next week we are having jerk chicken i don't care if you make this shit if you purchase this shit go get your shit okay and we gonna eat together so next week is jerk chicken week i'm mm. super excited it's a couple of uh spots in houston if you in the houston area cool runnings is definitely a go-to and lovebirds it's definitely a go-to go get your shit and stuff with us because i'm down for it i've actually been Do to lovebirds it's really good um I guess I should. If it's jerk chicken day, then I guess I'm making jerk chicken. Are you getting it or are you making it? Oh, I'm buying this shit. Uh uh-uh, uh, because I know who do it right. See, there's some things I'm not going to fuck up. <laughs> jerk chicken is one of them. Mm-mm. Okay. I ain't doing that. Well, that'll be a nice juxtaposition then. You bought it. I made it. We can compare notes. Mm, and <laughs> I know this shit is good. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited already. And I'm getting beef patties. Beef patties. Listen. Wait a minute. You making chicken or you making beef patties? What's going on? Oh, this is gonna be outside the show, but I ain't making shit. I'm eating meat patties with it because they they sell it all. Okay, it's the words. But yes, jerk chicken is next week. So, well, thank candy. you all for listening and joining in and participating with us. And be sure that you check out our Instagram page. Everything tastes good. It that's literally at everything tastes good. Don't put everything. It's not proper English. We know. It's everything tastes good. And be sure to uh, check out the recipes from past episodes. Uh, We'll be sharing recipes from future. Subscribe, share. (laughs) Come on. Like, subscribe, share. Mm -hmm. Say it with me. Come on. Mm -hmm. And there you go. All right. Yep. Now we're in a full blown concert. Got it. Cool. (laughs) I can't have a moment. Just one moment. See, that's that. Okay. You know what? That's that Trump shit. That's wow. (laughs) You know, you have a bad habit of comparing me to badass motherfuckers. So I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna exit stage left, (laughs) and I'm gonna go finish the rest of my no moo and not deal with you. Um, but please well, tune in next week. Choice words for you, but we go go mm-hmm. we go. Tune in next week for our jerk chicken episode. And uh, yeah, shit. If y'all know any good recipes, feel free to send that to us on Instagram, or you can even email us um, at the same at the very same email address. Everything tastes good at gmail.com Yeah. Toodles. All right.